Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au. So my um, sermon today is on James 4, 11 to 17. And um, you've been following that along. And thanks so much to the team for bringing up those key points um, which relate uh, very well into today's sermon. Let's just pray. We thank you, Lord, for calling us to hear your word, to know you and to be like you. And we offer this time to you that you will speak to us and help us to be like you. Amen. Well, in the text that we have today, we have two um, prohibitions against playing God. One is to slander and judge other people because God is the only judge. And the other is to think that we're the masters of our own destiny. So we're the one who's running the show and we can kind of make a plan and carry it out. And James talks about those two things and I will talk about them, being a faithful expositor. But then I want to go on to talk about um, the opposite of playing God, which is imitating God, which is the thing that we're called to do. And that also comes out of the text and I'll reveal that as we go along. But uh, then finally, I want to apply it to some situations that we've got active in our minds today. Um, particularly, I want to talk about Grace Tame, the Australian of the Year, um, and her achievement in overturning laws in Tasmania, which prevented victims of sexual abuse from speaking publicly about their cases. And you can see that I'm relating that to judge not lest you be judged, and I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more. So verse 11, brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Now we are pretty familiar with judging, aren't we? Judging and slandering. Anyone who's on social media can see the piling on that uh, goes on there, or just those little innuendos, there's just little mentions and doubts and questions and little quotes that perhaps a little bit taken out of context. Some of us, maybe not so cool or whatever, um, are more familiar with the after church conversation, that little gossip where we have little comments to make about people who are present or not present. The church prayer meeting where we just share something for everybody's concern, just in case there was something to be worried about. slander and judging. Well, James, we've heard what he has to say about that. And um, you'll have heard because you've probably been in some of the rest of this series, at least, that this James is probably the brother of Jesus, though you might have heard different views, I don't know. But um, interestingly, if he is the uh, brother of Jesus, um, he has a lot of things to say that are very like Jesus, which would also work for a disciple. Uh, Jesus himself at the end of the Sermon on the Mount says, judge not, lest ye be judged. So there's a, a similar thing going on there. And in Deuteronomy, oh, sorry, in Leviticus, in Leviticus 19, 16, it says, you shall not go around as a slanderer. 
So we've got it in the law that slandering is a, is a down bad activity. But interestingly, in the next verse, it says, but you shall reprove your neighbour, lest you incur guilt. So the Leviticus law is making a distinction between slander, which is something that's baseless that you just made up or heard about and you're spreading, and something that may have a basis, in which case it's a bit Matthew, whatever number that is, isn't it, where you go to the person and say, hey, friend, you know, I've heard this terrible thing, you know, do you want to talk about it? And interestingly, that also goes on to the very famous text, love your neighbour as yourself. So in those few verses, we've got don't slander, um, don't just cover up something about your neighbour and love your neighbour as yourself. And in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 17, very famous uh, text, it talks about the provision for a thorough inquiry, appointed judges um, who can discuss disputes and assaults as well as murders. The need for two or three witnesses, the appointment of authorised judges. So again, this is not about slander. This is about where something seems to have gone wrong and a person has a right of redress. We can be concerned that, you know, stuff will just kind of wander out um, that isn't having any basis. But on the other hand, we can be too cautious so that real concerns don't get addressed. And I guess all of us can be concerned for that for ourselves, but also if we're uh, particularly in youth ministry, this might be something to be working on so that the next generation of keyboard warriors isn't rising up under our hand. Um, if we're involved in groups or any kind of conversation, really, we can be monitoring that in how other people speak as, as, as in how we speak ourselves in a Christian context. Playing God by slandering and judging. And then James goes on to talk about boasting, another way of playing God. I've got everything under control, my ministry, my life, my blog, you know, I'm super by next year. I'll be running the universe. <laughs> now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Or today or tomorrow we'll go and plant a church, carry on our business and, you know, have a million converts, whatever it is. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are like a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Very Old Testament, uh, Psalm 39. So James, again, speaking very consistently with his brother or master or both, Jesus. We know that parable of the rich fool where the guy says, well, I'm going to get stuff in barns and build more barns. And, and um, God says, sorry, today you'll be not in paradise. I always think in paradise, but your life will be required of you. We're not quite sure where that guy went. Um, but, you know, this comment of James, very consistent with Jesus. And similarly, uh, in Proverbs, it says, a person plans their way, but the Lord directs the steps. You know, we're not the person to be in control of our ministry or our lives, but God is. In the last little bit of this uh, section, verse 15 and 16, Instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. We see this idea about boasting, again, um, prevalent in the Old Testament. 
particularly in the Psalms, where it talks about, you know, you're tr trusting in your chariots and your horses, but we're trusting in the Lord our God. Psalm 20, uh, 34, 44, different Psalms there. And also in Jeremiah, which I'll come back to, Jeremiah 9, 23. So we've got these different situations where we're playing God, where we're just setting ourselves up to be the judge without any evidence, which God, of course, can do because he's got the evidence, um, or saying that we've got control over our lives and we're the ones who decide what will happen and what will um, be made known and what will be kept secret and so on. But we're invited to imitate God, to be imitators of God, not to be people who play God. The last verse of this little piece of text that we're using today, verse 17, if anyone there knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Now, James was obviously an Anglican. We've had some <laughs> Scottish Psalms. Now we're having some Anglican prayers. Um, you know, the things that we've done that we ought not to have done and we have not done the things that we ought to have done. In Anglicanism, we have two kinds of sin, not just the kind that you do, but the kind that you you know, muck up by not doing. And so, first of all, we've addressed things you shouldn't do, like boasting and slandering, and now we're going to think about things that we should do that we maybe omit. And sometimes we omit this because we're using these same texts um, and thinking, oh, well, that means that we should never say anything mean about anybody, so we've got to be really careful what we say. And so if you say something mean about somebody, then we've got to shut you down because that... That's, you know, James says, don't do that. But we sometimes are omitting that other side that we saw from Deuteronomy and from Leviticus where there is a need to speak out if there's a problem, but only in due process, not just by going and telling your friend and putting it on social media, but, you know, the Matthew process of going to the person and the pastor and the church or other processes that have been set up. So imitating God in two ways, by speaking up and by listening and we've superbly had those um, readings that Jackie brought us, which have covered half of what I'm going to say. So thank you, Jackie. And we've already um, listened to God in this. So imitating God by speaking up. James chapter 1 and chapter 5, um, though James tells us here not to slander, he speaks out very nastily and very boldly about the rich and the bad stuff they do. So even though he's telling us, you know, don't go around slandering people, He's observed this horrid behaviour. He's not just making it up. And he says, hey, friends, I've seen this horrid behaviour. Let's not do that. Uh, in chapter two, he talks about partiality. He says, I've been to church. I've seen how you put the rich people up the front and let the other people sit down the back. Let's not do that. So this isn't slander. This is pointing out stuff that is evidently a problem. Jesus himself um, gives some generic pointers like this where he talks about um, causing the little ones to stumble. Um, he doesn't sort of say anybody in particular is the person causing this problem. But other places he names groups, false prophets, scribes and Pharisees, chief priests, and he names specific problems like um, tithing the mint and the rue but not worrying about justice. In Mark and in Luke he talks about um, the scribes stealing the widows' houses. So they're obviously involved in financial nastiness, building up their own empires by um, oppressing people who have no protector, which is widows and orphans in the Old Testament and Jesus' time. They're people who haven't got access to landed wealth. 
In the Old Testament, we're just covered, aren't we, with prophets saying mean things about individuals or groups. Um, Nathan, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the minor prophets, everybody has something to say about an individual like David or about a group. Um, Jeremiah has something to say about just about everybody down to the children. Um, so he has something to say on behalf of the needy, on behalf of the needy. And Jeremiah particularly, I think, is helpful in this regard that um, he, um, he quotes something that God says. Uh, God says in 9, 23 to 24, Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they understand and know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, steadfast love, chesed, justice, mishpat, and righteousness, tzedakah, on the earth. For in these I delight. I delight. Not I do when I haven't got anything else to do or... When I get sick of listening to church sermons, I go off and do a bit of justice. But then these things, I delight. So we're to imitate God in delighting in justice, in steadfast love and in righteousness. Secondly, we're to imitate God in listening. James, and we had this already, reminds us that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. In chapter five, which is coming up um, next Tuesday, it says that the cries of cheated laborers have reached the ears of God. Didn't reach the ears of the bosses who ignored them, but God heard their cries and the, the rich are being addressed like God heard the cries, you should be listening friends. Um, Jesus speaks a, a lot of things about calling out to God, particularly um, he says about um, there's the, you know, the story of the unjust judge where the woman is to cry day and night. And of course, in the Old Testament, we get Abel's blood crying from the ground, Sodom and Gomorrah, Exodus 1, uh, Jonah 1, you know, where people's distress comes up to God. And God hears their cry, it says in Psalm 145. So I just want to spend a minute on Grace Tame and other situations that have come to, to light in the media cycle. We've had a pretty torrid media cycle, haven't we, recently about such matters. So Grace Tame is the Australian of the Year. She's 27 years old. She was honoured for her achievement in overturning laws in Tasmania, which prevented victims of sexual abuse from speaking publicly about their causes. And the laws in Victoria are still in a little bit of a state of flux, but we're there are still issues with our laws. When she was 15, she was groomed and then repeatedly raped by a 58-year-old school teacher in his school office. He was jailed, but he was able to speak on social media and to anyone he liked about his experience. But she was not allowed by law to speak. So here's a situation where um, people who have a real problem uh, have been silenced. He was, you know, jailed. He went through a legal process. He was found guilty. It's not just like a rumour. Um, but she was still not allowed to speak. Uh, recently, I don't know how much it's been in the news here, but Sydney people have been appalled at the um, sexual assaults on schoolgirls, thousands of girls 
have reported. There, there was stuff happening about another school and then, you know, everybody reported all these thousands of rapes and sexual assaults. It's been very distressing in Sydney and uh, to some people here. The parliament situation with Brittany Higgins has been on everybody's newspaper. And the recent uh, tragic story of the prominent apologist who um, abused quite a number of women and sadly um, actually paid off one of the women and made her sign a non-disclosure agreement. So it's not just like accusations. He actually, you know, admitted enough to pay and make her um, non-disclose. And then, you know, the follow-up where the organisation also tried to silence um, those problems. Ancient Israel's rape laws assumed that if a cry was heard, the community would intervene. That's the rules. You know, if you hear the, if, if you've cried out, then you're innocent because somebody would have come and helped you. But that's not the state of play in Australia. Rather, the person who's assaulted is typically silenced, sometimes with scriptures such as our text today. Don't rock the boat. You'll upset that person's ministry. This will be a disgrace to the gospel. So we have a challenge, don't we? Not to indulge in slander or innuendo, but not to ignore the cries of the needy and to institute due process of evidence and listening. So this is a significant text for us to listen to today. We're invited not to play God, slander, boasting, but to imitate God, loving justice, speaking out, listening, and we're to focus not only what we are to avoid, but also the things that we are to do. Amen.